Hello, welcome to another drive-in double feature. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And this is the podcast during the month of October. We talk about two spooky movies every Tuesday and Thursday. But before I get into anything, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive and double feature podcast. Just a couple of fun conversations, some games, some opinions, some hot takes from Nathan and myself over there that you can go listen to there for only $5 a month. But don't worry, our same content here is totally free. But today, on Thursday, we're going to be talking about 1982 Girls' Night Out. And that is directed by Robert Duvel. This movie is uh, kind of like a mixture, I would say, that the one thing they kept using is a mixture of Porky's with Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Not Porky. Uh, Animal House. Sorry. Animal House and Friday the 13th. And... You know what? I think that's actually a pretty, pretty accurate, honestly. I mean, it's mm-hmm. got a lot. It's like, it's not as crazy as Animal House, not as bloody as Friday the 13th. So it, uh, it makes a nice combo. But um, about a group of t- uh, college students that uh, get together for a big scavenger hunt. And what do you know? One of, They start dying one by one. And uh, there's a killer on a loose. And this killer, it's a bear. Not just a bear, a bear mascot. And a bad looking one, too. <laughs> uh, that's your opinion. Oh, okay. You love this guy? <laughs> yeah, I think it looks great. Big, uh, big uh, construction paper, yellow eyes with like <laughs> gray yarn hair. And yeah, and then like the cheapest bear costume you could find. Well, let's. That's uh that's pretty par for the course for this movie apparently. I'm reading some yeah. of the production of this movie, but um, like I said, this movie is filmed on a college campus, um, and the movie's supposed to be set in Ohio. And rumor has it that this movie was shot literally in three days, and yeah. because they had a they had a college campus that they had pre pre range access to for an entire weekend, so they're like we got to shoot this entire movie in three days. And the entire cast and crew worked in 24 hour shifts. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) they would pretty much stay up all day, all night film. And uh, then they'd come back and uh, do it all over again. Yeah. And most shots were done in, or were finished in one or two takes. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, the, I mean, you can kind of tell, I suppose, but, you know, honestly, I mean, it's it's not it's not a bad movie. I mean, I I I thought it was pretty good. Really? Uh, well, I I wasn't into it. I, no. I wanna, okay. No. See, overall, I think it's interesting. Um, and we'll get into the ending, which is the part that's like stuck with me the longest out of this movie. But like, <laughs> I think this movie is so boring so much doesn't happen and like there's so many nothing scenes in this movie yeah see i was the opposite i actually was kind of getting into like some of the conversations really (laughs) wow that's interesting yeah nathan i watched this movie three times technically and so that's probably why i'm so i I felt maybe i liked it because maybe i'm tricking myself into (laughs) it well who knows who knows it's okay i mean you can enjoy this and i mean listening to the commentary those two people love this movie they were 
talking it up. To me, it feels like a movie that's more interesting in production, how it was made, than how I actually felt about the plot. Well, since you brought it up, um, how do you feel? How, did you like the commentary? No, I, I didn't. I don't think these I, two people they got had any chemistry. Well, I I didn't like it simply before the fact because it's like I, it was a lot of them just like gushing about how much they loved the movie. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, this person was in this movie and then this person was in this movie. I'm like, okay, like they're... <laughs> We'll get into it in a minute, but there's like one really funny moment, like because there's a okay. Well, I guess I'll talk about it right now. So there's uh-huh. a moment in the movie where a character Dutch ovens a woman, yeah, like you know, farts in the covers and throws the covers on top of her so she has to smell it. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, "Oh, you know, I was always so amused by the uh, farting scene," and the woman was like, "Really, like." yeah i think <laughs> like she was... really like offended or like just like did not she's like i was kind of hoping we could not talk about the fart scene like... even though that's an important <laughs> part of this movie that you love <laughs> and i'm like well i mean it's there i mean you don't want <laughs> we're not going to talk about this scene that's yeah. in the movie well and like there was another moment because this movie and we'll get into it doesn't really it it doesn't have any nudity at all which is weird for a slasher and he's like oh you know it's really interesting that a movie like this wouldn't have nudity at the time and she and or violence she's like well i i don't i don't want to talk about the nudity but i'll talk about that the lack of violence you're totally skipping over the nudity part which i think is an important thing to talk about because every slasher movie had that at the time yeah, well, I mean, they talk about sex and stuff like that, yeah. but there, there's, there's some stuff in there. But I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like you, she seemed more annoyed by him than anything. But <laughs> yeah, I, not. It wasn't a great commentary track. I don't recommend the commentary track. That's all I'm going to say about that. No. But um, I don't know. There's some like really funny moments in this movie where, uh, like uh so like one of the characters like the really tall guy i can't remember his name i want to say they kept calling him the maniac but he was like a really he was like the tall blonde-headed guy and he like just broke up with his girlfriend and they're like hey we gotta take it easy you know he just lost his girlfriend and everything and then the main i guess the main guy and, and the main girl were like making out at the table like in front of him like oh hey we gotta we gotta calm this down <laughs> <laughs> yeah um no and this movie is a lot of that it's a lot of like kissing it's like you said it's like animal house it's about people's relationships for the first 45 minutes it's more about them talking to each other college hijinks but uh not like animal house levels kind of just like really simple hijinks there, yeah there's some so the high school mascot character it is at first it, it's a guy in their name uh, michael benson and you hear that name a lot yes yeah, so that's and, like the one name i remember <laughs> yeah and he kept up he kept showing up but uh there's one guy in here um i can't remember his character's name but it's actually david holbrook it's like how holbrook's son i didn't is... know that <laughs> until the commentary <laughs> yeah like but he gets broken up with his girlfriend. Well, at first, it's like the two, there's two girls talking and she goes like, oh, you're dating 
you're date you're gonna break up with him and you're cheating on him with Michael Benson. They're like, they're like she's like, hey, that's your cousin. She's like, uh, my second cousin. Like, holy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's totally acceptable, you know. Yeah. But, but um, I, I, this movie tries to convince you that David Holbrook's character is the killer the whole time. Because it, it's very, like, you know, he's like, because he, the killer, before he kills women, says, like, things like war and slut. And he says those same things the, throughout the whole movie. Um, yeah. Also has a horrible, horrible haircut. His hair looks so bad. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Um, I want to make fun of his appearances. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go for it. No, no, that's it. That's it. Oh. <laughs> um, but so, like, his girlfriend is cheating on him with Michael Benson, but they they go to this party, and mm-hmm. then she's making out with Michael Benson at this party, mm-hmm. like in front of her boyfriend, or like, and he's like, mm-hmm. "When are you gonna tell him?" I'm like, "He could see you right there," <laughs> and he like, and he does. <laughs> he comes over and starts yelling. <laughs> And she's like, I don't know what you're talking. Uh, before that, she's like, he like in uh, he confronts her about. It. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you know, like trying to make like he's a crazy guy. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he doesn't handle it in the best way because he does try to like be very possessive of her. But I mean, she's like, they're both awful people. Is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and I love that his character, are, I mean, this movie forgets about him, like, after a certain point, but there's that scene where he's moping on the on the bench, and, you know, Hal Holbrook is in this movie, Future Oscar nominee, and he walks over and talks to him on the bench, and they're obviously not together. Hal Holbrook, I guess, according to the commentary, and I, when I was watching the movie, I could feel it was not there for any of this. And all of his scenes are filmed away from everybody else. Supposedly it was in an afternoon that all of his scenes were shot. Oh yeah. I mean, you could just tell he's mm-hmm. just there for the paycheck because yeah. he is, he, he is not, he's not trying in the heart of, in the least bit. He's sitting for 80% of this movie. Uh, but he's kind of like, he's camp. He's like a campus police officer or whatever yeah. and he keeps talking about the killer the, the the one who they thought was dead like somebody kills himself in the beginning of this movie mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be dickie Cavanaugh, which was like this serial killer at a campus that who murdered a girl and the girl he murdered was hal holbrook's daughter mm-hmm. yeah. and and the thing that was funny is that he's confronting david holbrook um, and they're not related in the movie, but he's like, son, I heard you were causing a ruckus down at the party. He's like, would you lay off, man? You don't know what I've been through. Like, <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, I know. You know what I've been through? People like you, they end up going crazy and killing people. Just like my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a, what a, what a wonderful just, way to bring that up. Well, like, just like, Okay, like yeah, he didn't react in the best way, but he didn't do anything extreme. No, like he, he he didn't he didn't kill anybody or beat up anybody or whatever. And I'm like, obviously, this kid is going through emotional turbulence because his girlfriend just made out with somebody else at a party mm-hmm. and totally cheated on him in front of everybody. So he's he's not really happy. And like because of this one instance, how Holbrook is like <laughs> condemning this kid. 
kid, you're going to murder other people's daughters just like mine because he's just moping. (laughs) Yeah, just because he's moping, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I guess you should talk, like, uh, the beginning of the movie where it's, like, at the grave diggers and they're burying Dickie Kavanaugh um, and you know he breaks free well in the well they don't really show him breaking free but they show a shovel attacking the both the grave diggers and i think the movie's trying to convince you oh dicky in my head i was like oh he tried he attempted or he didn't commit suicide he pretended to commit suicide got taken away so he could escape again well there's like a very um select group of people in this movie Because you said, you know, like they forget David Holbrook's character at a certain point. And it's Mm -hmm. true, they do. But there's like two other characters like that just totally disappear from the movie. Uh So like, like I said, like the maniac guy, because they call him maniac. But it's he's like the really tall basketball player. His girlfriend had just broken up with him. Um, And anyway, like he disappears totally from the movie. And you're thinking, oh, well, maybe he might be the killer because his girlfriend and and because they even question him later. He's like, oh, were you were you upset that your girlfriend broke up? He's like, well, yeah, of course I was like, <laughs> like I should be handling this well. Like mm-hmm. and and then there's uh, a nerd character that's just, you know, acts kind of odd at the party. Mm-hmm. And he disappears and then he shows up towards the end of the movie too. And they're like looking for suspects. So I was like, yeah. maybe they're trying to set up these guys as sort of like the red herrings. And maybe, I don't know. Cause that, that was one thing about this movie. There are like so many characters in this movie. I don't know what it is. There's like so many people to follow and look at. And I mean, the nerdy guy there, he was easy. He stood out. But to me, all these people, not all of them, most of these people looked very similar. And I mixed people together a lot of the movies. I didn't know people's names. That was my big issue with the movie. So like the thing with the red herrings would be like, I don't even know who these are. I know one guy's named Michael Benson, but he's he's dead. He dies at the beginning of the movie um and then people just disappear well i remembered so there i mean i remember ted i remember uh don Sorensen because i kept saying oh it's don Sorensen and <laughs> and uh katie cav there's uh there's dickie cavanaugh there's um lynn so i i watched this i rewatched the movie like i said a second time just so i could watch again with subtitles and that helped out a lot too gotcha yeah because this movie is like a wall of noise uh people talk over each other a lot like there would be seen because the audio in this movie in general i think is just pretty pretty piss poor and it's probably just from like the quickly how quickly filmed it was yeah i think so but um i will say like because on the uh, blu-ray for this movie there are uh, some interviews mm-hmm. um, for, for this and they're not, I, I'm not going to lie there. There's not a whole lot of substance to these. I um, skipped inter- through them a little bit. Yeah, there's not like a whole, well, like some of them, it's like they were scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like there's like, I was like, cause there was somebody, I forget what his name was. It was like Paul something, Paul Christie. Mm-hmm. And as listed one of the interviewees and, 
I was like, who, what, which character did he play? And it was just dancer. So it was literally just, he was a dancer. And I'm like, oh, so he wasn't even like a character. <laughs> Where are they digging and, these people up and, from? <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny, but they, uh, they he got his own little uh, interview spot in there. But for the most part, everyone seemed to have a good time making it. And yeah. they all, they all seemed like to have like a good time. Um, the uh, other funny part uh, was that this movie was originally called The Scare Maker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually have something really interesting about that. Um, I, I don't know if it's that interesting, but when it was called The Scare Maker, and uh, they're talking about this in the commentary, um, it premiered all around Florida. They were talking about how many places it premiered at in Florida. Do you remember this? Um, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I well, remember it premiering. Yeah, oh, uh, you, were, I mean, you were there. Oh, what? <laughs> oh. I mean, what? <laughs> Lying about your age. <laughs> uh, but they, they said Bradenton, Florida at a cheap theater. And that's where my fiance is from. And I, was, uh. and, and I was like, cheap theater. Huh. I think I know where that's at. And they said DeSoto Mall. And I was like, I've been to that cheap theater. I saw dumb and dumber too there it is actually shut down now but i was like oh wow i went to the theater one of the theaters that this movie uh premiered at and i thought and i thought that was a fun interesting thing it was a, it's a crappy theater but they didn't they didn't leave any promotional material behind no no posters there was no museum for it or anything which is the bear sad. the bear costume like was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a glass I, case when yeah. around when i was at that theater i probably I'm like what the hell was that <laughs> um oh uh another fun fact so i guess like the two of the characters in this movie ended up getting married to each other yep yeah Uh, i did watch that part of that interview which is uh the nerd character um don uh or john um didrichson Mm -hmm. and uh Lauren Marie Taylor, who was also in one of the movies that we talked about before, Friday the 13th Part 2. She played Vicky. You remember the character Vicky from Friday the 13th Part 2? You're not in your head, so I can... <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, of course. Sorry, I forgot that that uh, this is a podcast. They don't, <laughs> We don't see head motions. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, she. Uh, I just thought that was kind of funny that they did that and see the video apparently the guy had like a a youtube page where they're yeah you sent that over to me (laughs) yeah oh my god okay when i was watching the movie i was looking at her in the movie and i was like she looks really familiar yeah the vicky i remember vicky i looked up pictures of her yeah she was in friday the 13th part two which is probably like her biggest claim to fame but Mm -hmm. and uh Oh, and also, too, the uh, main girl, Julie Montgomery, um, she was also in Revenge of the Nerds. She was Betty Giles. Oh, yeah. I remember Betty Giles. <laughs> so do you remember, you know, are, you, are Betty Childs? I think I, that's what it is. I don't remember. Well, there's a very famous scene, which is, by today's standards, is oh, very, very bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I, I thought it was funny because she she spoke really highly of the scene. She's like, oh, like, well, we're talking about a completely different movie, but she had she held that movie in wide regard. But anyway, getting back into the girls night out, um, like I said, this movie originally premiered as a scare maker. And 
they re-released it again in 1984 as Girls Night Out. Mm-hmm. And I think that was more so to capitalize on a lot of the slash movies that were coming out. So it's like, oh yeah, let's re-release this under a different title. Yeah, because that's just what movies did back in those days, like just to make a little bit more money is just to re-release it as a different title. And then if you saw the same movie, well, whatever, we got your money. Yeah. And they said one thing that really pissed off the uh, cast. (laughs) They put a girl on the poster that wasn't even in the movie. (laughs) That would upset me too. Like you you couldn't have just put me on the cover. Yeah. Like anybody else that was in the movie, which uh, the, the the cover art for the, on the Blu-ray is actually a really good one. That's what made it stand out for me, which it's like the bear costume was coming through a window and grabbing a girl yeah yeah it's actually just a scene from the movie uh and i like the bear costume how um if there's one thing i like the steak knives thing it uses like freddy claws before freddy krueger but with like steak knives and the commentary did give some insights like oh yeah you know because um the ki- the killer ends up being somebody who works in food service and that would make sense why they would have those knives i was like oh, okay yeah that's a fun little touch yeah i mean Going back to what you originally said, no, yeah, the costume doesn't look good, yeah. but but I think it works in terms of like it's supposed to look kind of creepy, and it does look kind of creepy a little bit. Like, who would actually think that's an acceptable mascot look for <laughs> like, like somebody to dance around and like cheer on a, a basketball team? But mm-hmm. whatever. Um, there, the one thing I will, I'll. I will give you in terms like I do like a lot of the relationships and I, I kind of I liked a lot of the interactions like some are having like there's like the two stoner girls that are kind of like yeah. smoking weed that was kind of funny um, or like mm-hmm. when the scavenger hunt does happen and they're trying to figure out the clues that I like those types of scenes the thing I thought was I did not like was they have like this weird love triangle uh, thing going on mm-hmm. where it has um, Ted and he's with a girl named Lynn, but he uh, becomes attracted to Don Sorensen. This kind of like this, yeah. I guess what like a real sophisticated woman type, or whatever. Whatever you want to, yeah, say, I get what you're saying. Yeah, she's a real upper class type of woman, and uh, and again, you know, he's flirting and like and hitting on don Swanson and like, like while his girlfriend comes in and she's totally just like come on you big lug like you know you know like uh-huh. you know, whereas like you know she should be like you know what the hell like <laughs> type of thing and yeah and they do end up cheating on their uh, respective uh partners <laughs> to be with each other and i'm like again you know, i don't know what the i don't think this movie needed a love triangle is what i'm trying to say I get what you're saying, yeah. No, I mean, I guess if I was to complain about the movie, I think, uh, to me, I know you said the relationships were good, and I did like the two girls smoking weed, because that actually felt, like, real, like, the conversation they had. I liked their, like, calm... It felt kind of ad-libbed, which I love Judd Apatow, who invented that. Uh, Yeah, you're like, this movie could have been, like, another hour longer. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would have loved that. But, no, I just thought the plot was... uh, Or the the plot lines they tried setting up just weren't all that interesting. And then when you get to the kills, the kills are very subdued in this movie, like we were saying at the beginning. And I don't think... 
sometimes they're interesting, but they, they could have just been better. So it's kind of like both worlds to me. I didn't find all that interesting, the horror or the animal house side of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I kind of dug, mm-hmm. I, I dug a lot of it and it felt like they were more trying to go for like a college movie versus mm-hmm. like a, a serial killer movie. So probably more animal house than slasher movie honestly but mm-hmm. i do i do think they kind of picked up on two popular movies and i do think it's a little to me it's like it's just as good as some other slasher movies out there I there mean, are and, some like yeah <laughs> so i mean i i i definitely think it's not a bad movie but um mm-hmm. i could see why nobody would wouldn't be wowed by it i wasn't either so yeah but i, it- I just i I the thing that was I didn't like was I don't <laughs> this movie did the thing that uh did uh Alice Sweet Alice did yeah. where it's like oh you remember this character like that was like in a total throwaway scene like they mm-hmm. I'm going cuz I'm going to say who the killer is they were the killer this whole time yeah are we we're saying are we saying who the killer was I the, I think we can I mean the I, lunch lady <laughs> oh my god the lunch lady was the killer the whole time it's so silly um how it's set up and it, it comes as like a shock but not like a good kind of shock but i do like the end okay because she's like crazy she's like no dickie's alive you know like or you know like uh you know he just he left he's good and then the final shot of the movie is dickie cavanaugh in a wheelchair in a freezer and you don't know if he's dead or not. And it zooms in on him and the movie ends. And at first I was like, wow, that sucked. I don't like that. But now <laughs> it's like stuck with me. I actually kind of like it. It's so ambiguous. And I kind of yeah. like that. Well, yeah. because And I do like too that they got, so the the killer is played by uh, Rutanya Alda. And, okay. uh, and she, she is playing both the the lunch lady and dickie kavanaugh yeah i like that too and it's really like interesting because like they show a lot of pictures of dickie and he looks weird he kind of looks like a puppet as we watched well we actually watched this movie together but just to let the audience know um and our friend chris was like oh puppet looking (laughs) and i was like yeah it kind of looks like a puppet um but i i never connected that they were played by the same person yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but the the thing it reminded me of was the movie Magic, like the puppet from that movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it looks like that 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 uh, puppet, and uh, but yeah, it's just a weird face. And like you said, like the movie. I mean, the one of the characters does get stabbed, and they're all just kind of confronting um, Dickie's sister, the lunch lady. They're confronting mm-hmm. her and be like he's dead like he's he's dead like what are you talking about and she's like no i just picked him up today and you know like you said it's the scene in the freezer and the movie ends right there like they don't it's not like a resolution or anything mm-hmm. it's just like that's yeah. it it's the Cause, movie because it's not like um the i think about and this movie references this very early in the movie nor they're like oh norman bates they bring up psycho um and you expect like in the end of psycho they have that whole scene where they explain the twist or like well yeah this is what happened i would you know you'd expect that from this but no no explanation whatsoever 
no i do like that i was like that i was not expecting that so i was i i do appreciate I that think, uh, i think that stuck with me the most and the other scene that stuck with me the most is the one where it's the two shirtless men feeding each other jack daniels uh, oh yeah yeah i don't know why i just thought that was so funny they they're like hugging each other on each other they're not gay or anything they're just really great friends no i mean they're they're just having a good time hey that's okay that's what college is all about and they go to a costume party afterwards yes yeah um i i thought at first i was like i was like man like because well like the whole movie is based around like the scavenger hunt and i keep talking about the scavenger hunt and the scavenger mm-hmm. hunt doesn't happen until like an hour into the movie yeah and, uh what i do like is the killer is trying to figure out like to get answers on the scavenger hunt and it just goes into like this file cabinet and just says scavenger hunt like on, yeah, on, the, on the cabinet and it's so stupid too because all the rest of the files will have like the letter just a letter or number on it'll be like a and numbers and then right in the middle it says scavenger hunt <laughs> so it's like oh i know which one to go to the scavenger hunt aspect of this movie is so weird too because it's all through the radio and yeah this it's just like uh the warriors just like it, it kind of like yeah but not as well not not as well filmed and um but that sets up movies where it becomes kind of like just vignettes of like random people and some characters you saw before just going around getting killed you think camp the campus would be busier during a scavenger hunt but there's only like two people on screen at a time no, well, I mean, like I said, this was a completely dirty, a deserted yeah. campus. So they're just like, it probably was like two people, like, and then like a couple of people filming it. Yeah, probably. I bet you it was a little scary out there. Yeah, I'd probably be scary. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I, overall, like I said, I, I was pretty enjoyed by it. Um, I thought, you know, for an 80s slasher movie, I've seen, a lot lot worse and i like i said like the characters in it are not are not unlikable or anything like that i i thought they were pretty tolerable and i think they're pretty realistic um save maybe for you know like that david holbrook's character possibly but um the uh i you know i thought it was a good movie that's i would give it a i would give it a pretty good recommend well ryan this is one of those times where we disagree um I, you're not I allowed to disagree no i'm, I'm disagreeing right now okay <laughs> it's gonna be like siskel and ebert you can yell at me call me a moron idiot whatever but i don't know i thought this was uh i, I just thought it was a little too boring I, it wasn't that i wasn't that interested in it and i, I really want to recommend it i i think you could, you could do better this Halloween season. Yeah, yeah, okay. Name one better movie than this. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, you're right. The first movie that came to my mind was Girls' Night Out. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, yeah, that's all right. We disagree on this one. Um, but, uh, Nathan, I love getting scared just as much as the next guy so let's keep the horror theme going here nathan nathan what are we gonna be talking about next time next time we are gonna be talking about brian de palma's 
the fury and that is streaming over on max terrific can't wait i'm already shivering at the thought <laughs> but uh, i saw it <laughs> i thank you so much for joining us if you have any thoughts and opinions about this show or there's other spooky movies you think we should talk about please email us over at drive and double feature podcast at gmail.com or don't forget to follow us on the spookiest platform x because they're about to charge some people possibly and you may not find us there we'll see at at, at didf pod and check out the patreon at patreon.com slash drive and double feature podcast but until next time